Shake the Room, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1434 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs a seven days a week. And if you're not meditating daily, come on. It is proven to be amazing. Check out number one, my struggles, but my solution at sevenmeditation.com. Now we're going to chat with our featured guest, Mike Hardenbrook. Mike, are you prepared to ignite? Let's do it, Protein Shake. Yes. Mike is the founder of Growth Hacker TV, Growth Geeks, and Workify, a marketplace builder that allows entrepreneurs to generate recurring revenue by selling services of others. He's an alumni and mentor at the famous Techstars Accelerator Program and specializes in cold email to drive sales, which in the last 10 months has grown to over 100K in new monthly recurring revenue. What? Mike, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse your personal life. Totally, man. So let me start with the personal because that's important. I have three awesome kids and I share my, my life with an amazing woman who lets me be this crazy entrepreneur. And we live in Scottsdale most of the year, but I spend my, my summers in Chicago here where the tech stars and a lot of our investors are. And there's no better place than Chicago in the summer. <laughs> right. um, and then as far as business goes, I've done all kinds of random stuff. I've done things from something called dental tourism to importing motorbikes into Nicaragua, which was actually more like smuggling motorbikes into <laughs> Nicaragua, done content businesses, two-sided marketplaces, and uh, more recently, SaaS businesses. So basically anything from lifestyle business to VC-funded business, you could say I've done a few things. I got to say this, Fire Nation, if you recognize Mike's voice, you are one of the Fire Nation faithful because he was episode 216 of EO Fire. I mean, Mike, do you realize that was like 1,216 episodes ago? <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. Both of us different places. Do you remember the last time that we saw each other? Yeah, it was in San Diego, wasn't it? And, yeah, it was in San Diego and we went to a, um, a Beatles, Beatles cover band. Cover band. Weren't they all Asian? They were all Asian. <laughs> <laughs> They sounded really good, though. <laughs> they sounded amazing. Oh, so much fun. And I just love how you've been doing your thing for the last, what you know, equates to 1,200 days. I've been doing my thing, which equates to the last 1,200 days. And here we are. You know, and now I'm calling you from Puerto Rico, and you're calling from, uh, is it Chicago right now, or is it yep, Scottsdale? Chicago. Chicago. Downtown Chicago right now. You used to live in Puerto Rico. I know. That's so crazy. You just flipped uh, locations now. <sighs> Bad timing. Well, you come down here often, so we'll definitely hang out when you do. But kind of catch us up right now. Like, what are the ways that you're generating revenue? I mean, you just you know showed uh, here in the intro, ten k. I mean, ten months grown to a hundred k in new monthly recurring revenue. What's this all about? The last time you interviewed me, we were doing Growth Hacker TV. We were teaching people how to do growth hacking, or founders wanted to do growth hacking. But we found out is that they really wanted to just hire somebody um, to do it. They were coming to us like, that was great what we learned, but. Where can I hire somebody to do that? So that spun off into Growth Geeks about a year ago. Um, Growth Geeks is on-demand marketing services. And so basically, we just put together highly vetted and curated marketers that can do things at a set price. You buy on deliverables. You, you know what you get. You pay the certain price. And we've just gone out and businesses have been able to use it in their marketing plan without hiring a full-fledged agency without having to go to the race of the bottom with like Fiverr or maybe some places like Outwork. Um, and so basically, like that's, that's where generally most of our revenue is coming from. Now, most recently, we're spinning it off to pull the engine away from what powers Growth Geeks and give op entrepreneurs the opportunity to be able to go out and build their own Growth Geeks. But in any service, it could be lawn mowing, it could be marketing services, 
doesn't matter. No limit. So let's kind of talk about this cold email to drive sales, which in the last 10 months you've grown to 100K. Kind of expound on that a little bit. We went to a lot of places and found out where our customers were, and we just started emailing them. We didn't do anything pushy. We, um, we showed them something that could help them. If they could use it, great. If they couldn't, you know, that's okay too. And people responded really well. We, we started building those campaigns out to where they were actually sequences where we would have multi-touch with people that we thought that would be a good match for a platform. And it just worked really, really well. And um, the best part about it is it gives you a lot of control. It's, um, it's not an expensive venture to do. But you have to do it with finesse because otherwise you just come off like a spammer. Everything Fire Nation has to be done with a certain amount of finesse, and especially the more you can just be real, have authenticity, be transparent. I mean, that's where you're really going to be able to connect with people, you know, even if it is on a cold email. Now, I kind of want to shift into a little bit because I am curious, you know, when it comes to growth geeks, you know, you're post Techstars. So when did you actually go to Techstars? We were in Techstars last summer. Okay, so last well, summer. It was a three-month program. Give us a little uh, breakdown about that three-month program. Like, why did you decide to go to Techstars? Because, uh, you know, a lot of people might say, well, hey, you know, Mike, he's an experienced entrepreneur. Like, he's done this, he's done that. Like, I thought Techstars was just for people that, you know, were brand new and trying to get experience. Can you kind of maybe shift our mindset about that in your experience? We've always been bootstrappers at heart, profitable businesses, and we were running profitable businesses at the time. But we thought, you know, this idea with Growth Geeks, we could go at it at a bootstrap level or we could go really big and try and um, go as big as possible. And that would be with some funding. And we thought that funding plus connections would probably get us the best shot at catapulting ourselves into a, a more, a better position to be able to not only compete with other freelance marketplaces, but also to like offer the highest quality. And the access to the Techstars network is amazing. That was the other. And I think you know, John, um, you know, your ma- mastermind group is really, really important to your own success Huge. as a person and a business. This is like one of the biggest mastermind groups that you can think of in the world. I mean, to give you an, an example, our lead mentor for our company, he was the CMO of eBay. He was the first CEO of Walmart.com. Wow. He started Blue Nile Diamonds. Like these are the types of access that you get to these people when you're in these programs. Along with the funding, we went on to raise about $1.5 million. So what was the idea you went into Techstars with? The idea was we already had a lot of traction with sales. The idea was to get experience with people that knew how to, how to run larger organizations, that knew how to get, go upstream into businesses, that knew how to look at businesses in a totally different way that, say, a bootstrapper would look and then build our network from there. But uh, what else were you hoping to get from Techstars that was going to help growth geeks? Like, What specifically were you like, this could be a really big thing you know, beyond the funding? Just to make us better entrepreneurs. You walk into that building, and three months later, even though we had been running our own businesses for eight years, we walked out totally different people. Wow. The three months are happening. Give us some of the highlights during those three months. I mean, what happens? What changes with your company? What surprises do you experience? You know, what disappointments do you have? So it goes in three sections and you come in. First day, it's almost like a um, apprentice day where you hit the streets and the, the teams compete against each other for the most sales. So we actually had to like do upfront on the street selling just for like a, a warm up, you know, into the program, which was pretty intense. 
Um, and then the first month is what's called mentor madness. And you just, you literally have like eight meetings a day, 10 meetings a day with mentors. It's like your head is on a swivel because you're talking about your business. They're giving their input. Um, they're, they're offering help in ways that they can. The next month is more about learning on what you can do and tactical stuff. So we had people like Jason Freed come in, you know, with Basecamp would teach us right there on site. We had people from Kickstarter, which I know you familiar with Kickstarter, John. And um, so, I mean, we got access to some amazing people. And then the third month is really refining your pitch to raise money so that your company can go on and grow. But the whole time we rally behind sales. Our team always rallies behind sales. So it's always about that for us. What was the most disappointing thing that happened during those three months? I can't say disappointing, but I can say frustrating. The most frustrating thing for us is that we're so focused on sales and to take a step back and have to focus on other parts of it. Spending a lot of time refining a pitch was frustrating because we just wanted to go and run our business. <laughs> right. I'd be like, hello. <laughs> yeah. So those, those were some frustrations, but I don't think I was ever let down. So now it comes to pitch time. Like you've gone through the experience, you've refined your stuff, you've become a better entrepreneur, you've met some really cool people. Talk to me about the pitch. Like what exactly did you do to make your pitch more polished? And then talk about how you ended up, you know, just getting that what was it 1.3, 1.5 million dollars? Let's hear that. I actually didn't do the pitch. Bronson did the pitch, which Bronson is my co-founder, he hosts uh, Growth Hacker TV, which you have to have on your show mm. by the way. But basically, we work through with the directors and with mentors different angles of the pitch. And you literally scrap the pitch about 20 different times after spending days on it each time. Um, and then what it all leads up to is that you have this polished pitch. It's pretty refined and impactful. You go and you pitch to private meetings for 12 different, in 12 different hotel rooms before the actual event. And these are kind of VIP investors. And then you go and we all, it's a big event at the House of Blues, which is an awesome venue in the middle of Chicago. And you get on stage and there's 500 investors there. There's a lot of energy and alcohol and fun. (laughs) And um, you you pitch and then you work the room afterwards. But we actually closed most of our funding before we actually pitched. Now, did you ever get to a point where you're saying, okay, like I've got a lot out of this, like I've improved the products, like I've learned a lot, I've made some great contacts. I don't know if I really want to take money. Did that thought ever cross your and Bronson's mind or did you guys always want to get some form of funding? So for this business, it was. Um, we raised early a couple hundred thousand dollars early from our network. Um, probably some guys you've had on on uh, your show, Tucker Max and Mark Size on Near Isle, they all contributed. And then, um, so we already had some funding and the, the goal was just to go, I think it wasn't that we didn't want to get funding or not. It was, the decision was more on how much funding do we actually need. So now, what was the reason for the funding? Like, what were you guys looking to use this $1.3 million, you know, in the first year? Like, what was the, the point of it? The point is to have enough infrastructure to be able to build a business and not be so desperate to make decisions based on just being able to keep food on your table. You need to run a business not like you're, you need to run like you're scared, but you, you can't make decisions based on fear because next month you're out of money. And we need to be able to hire high quality talent to both implement and develop the platform and also 
contribute to sales and also contribute to the quality of the platform and recruiting good talent and amazing customer support also. Yeah, customer support is always going to make or break a business. So, I mean, when you now have the funds to implement something like that, it's really exciting because now you can have that part taken care of. You, Bronson, you guys can start focusing on the sales, the the lead generation, the traffic, like building your business. So I can definitely see that gives you that breathing room necessary and the connections that you talked about. I mean, for me now, having done over 1,400 episodes of EO Fire, I know just how valuable connections, relationships are. And for you to be in that room and to have pitched in front of people and to, you know, even just rubbed elbows with the other people that were at Techstars, I mean, this is really exciting, cool stuff. And I just feel like Fire Nation, this is an experience that a lot of people, you know, should look for because it doesn't have to necessarily be at Techstars or Y Combinator. There's a ton of these accelerator programs, some that are three days, you know, some that are like Techstars, three months, you know, some that are longer and shorter. You can find what works for you. But get up in there. I'm like, I'm asking questions because I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, wow, like I'm learning a lot. Like, is this something that I want to maybe do with my next idea? I mean, there's just some cool options. And Mike, you know, since you are on here for the second time now, you know, I always refer people back um, to your previous episode, which is episode 234, if they want to hear your Mm -hmm. worst moment, your aha moment, things you're doing back then. But, you know, that's that was, you know, the the last episode. This episode is just kind of more of us wrapping and kind of seeing what you're up to now. So Mm -hmm. what do you kind of want to move into next? Like, what do you think is going to be a valuable kind of part of the conversation for Fire Nation? Yeah, let's talk about something um, that we're betting heavy on right now. Sure. And that's the insights about that we think that there's a big shift happening on how work actually gets done. And the reason we think this is because we actually are witnessing it with our own marketplace on how people are making purchases, connecting services with service providers and buyers. And, you know, some people call it the 1099 revolution, but we're betting that it's going to grow exponentially in the years to come, which is why we're actually doing this thing called Workify where we break it apart um, because we want to have this open platform for entrepreneurs to be able to use. You know, some people ask, why would you give away growth geeks so that everybody else can? Well, because we're betting on a bigger play because we think that openness leads to um, a larger business, a larger opportunity. But also, we, we seriously just love entrepreneurs and being able to give them a tool that they can use and not have to invest heavily in tech, but go with their idea and be connectors. So what I mean by this revolution is kind of like, you know, there's a book out about this called platformed but it basically is saying you know the pipeline business which are like the old school businesses think of a an attorney that he offers attorney services and you go to this website and you buy it directly from him right that would be a, a direct pipeline or you have a platform business where um, you have these connectors any businesses that are offering a service they, you can find them on their platform. So you can think about Uber is the biggest taxi service, but they don't own any taxis. And Airbnb is the biggest hotel chain, yet they don't own any, any hotels, right? So we're giving this ability that you can be that connector, say, for that attorney services. You get all the attorneys and you find all the people that need them. And I'm not saying that's a great idea, but that's the difference between a pipeline business and what would be a platform business. And so... I know I'm going off on a little tangent, but, but the thing that like we're really excited about is just giving that technology that's going to enable entrepreneurs to build these platform businesses. 
So Fire Nation, this is the kind of ideas that come when you just do the work, when you get up, when you work with entrepreneurs, when you work for entrepreneurs, when you know you do things that are just kind of outside of your comfort zone, these type of ideas come, and Workify is one of those ideas. So you're going to want to stick around because we're going to be diving a little deeper into this with Mike after we thank our sponsors. Finding customers is hard enough, let alone the time you spend creating an invoice and tracking down the right person for payment. And you know just as well as I do that time is money. Lucky for us, Square Invoices makes getting paid for your services fast and easy. For starters, it doesn't matter where you are. Square allows you to send invoices straight from your smartphone or tablet. Being able to send an invoice just like you're sending an email, all while giving your customers the ability to click straight through to a payment link, makes it easy for both sides. You can also track your invoices, set reminders, and even create recurring invoices for your frequent customers. The best part? You get to send invoices for free and you'll see deposits in your bank account in just one to two business days. All you do is pay 2.9% plus 30 cents for each invoice that gets paid online. Visit square.com slash fire to start sending invoices for free and get free processing on up to $500 in sales. That's square.com slash fire. Are you stuck for ideas on how to create an amazing logo, website design, or social media background? Let's face it, for some of us, design just isn't our expertise. Luckily, I've got just the place, Design Crowd. Design Crowd helps startups and small businesses crowdsource custom graphics, logos, and web designs from designers around the world. In just four steps, you'll be rocking your new custom graphics. Step one, post a brief that describes the design that you need. Step two, Design Crowd will invite its 500,000 designers to respond. Step three, within hours, you'll receive your first design and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. Step four, pick the best design and approve payment to the designer. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D.com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code FIRE when posting your project on Design Crowd. So Mike, we're back in Workify. I mean, this is something that, you know, you had this idea for, you're working towards, like, how is this going to be shifting the market? Like, what kind of value is this bringing to entrepreneurs? Actually, I said I was going to show you the incremental that we build on. So first was Growth Hacker TV, you know, marketers and businesses wanted to be connected. So we had Growth Geeks, Growth Geeks, connecting marketers and business. Then people were coming to us and saying, hey, listen, we have a community of people that we want to connect. Can we white label what you guys are doing? And so then we started, hmm, maybe there's something here. Then we found that agencies were saying, hey, I would love to use this service because right now I manage a bunch of freelancers. This way I can plug in my workers. I can list their services. People can go and buy. When they buy, the worker gets notified. The buyer can communicate with the worker and I can step out of the way and I can take a piece of that business. Then you got the other businesses um, that have a a SaaS product and they want to build around that product an ecosystem of people that can support that product. So let's say, you know, you use HubSpot and they have their own marketplace, but let's say you have HubSpot and you want to be able to buy services around HubSpot that support the use of implementation or even better yours, John, like your podcast, like buying design services, buying marketing service for for your podcast. Every service like under the sun for podcasting could sit in a marketplace, you know, entrepreneuronfire.com. 
So what I'm really digging about this idea, Fire Nation, is that once you have this one idea, it just grows on top of itself. It's like that incremental step. And then before you know it, you have this marketplace that you can kind of remove yourself out of. And Mike, like that's kind of what you were talking about. Like you've, in a sense, said, hey, I can potentially step out of this now. This marketplace still works. And I just get a piece of the pie. Like I just get, you know, when a transaction happens or when a connection's made or when a sale's made, you know, fill in the blank. And that's huge. And you have always been kind of the person that, to me, has gotten SaaS even before SaaS became a thing. And, and now you're still kind of working in this industry. Like, where do you really see this going, this software as a service? I mean, it's been around now for years. And is this something that you just feel like is going to continue to be like the thing? Or is there something out there that's supplanting it? I think the businesses and softwares that are going to, like I said before, support these platform businesses and are going to, I think that that's the future of where the businesses are going online. I think that the pipelines are, are going to start to phase out because platforms offer better choices, better quality, better prices, and an easier buying experience. There will be SaaS that supports that. I'm not a visionary by any means, but I, but I do think the businesses and platform businesses online. Let's just kind of take you, Mike, right now, and let's just erase all all of your past. Now, I'm not talking about like your family or anything. I'm just talking mm-hmm. about the things that you've built, the things that you've grown. I mean, you still have the experience from doing those things. Like you still, right now, like you have the same mind that you have, but you just, you don't have the relationships that you have. You don't have the partnerships. You don't have any of the businesses and your entire slate's clean. You wake up tomorrow morning, you know, you got money in the bank. So it's not like a super rush to, to be getting some funding in. Like what's, something that you think you're going to do? Like, what do you see yourself looking to build if you had a completely clean slate and you're like, okay, this is going to be Mike's world? I still think info products are a good baseline to start because what they do is they buy time and then they give you insights to transition to support those people that are taking your info products. So what's the first info product that you create? So the first info product that I would create is... Something based around where you want to see yourself. For me, it would be in the business services because that's where, or B2B, that's where my expertise would go. So like right now, like I said, cold email, I would probably go out and build a course around cold email. And then I would use those, that knowledge that I had already to start selling the product, to reaching out to people, to take a look at the product and then I would dig deeper as I got to in, integrate with those people more often and see what they want more and where the tools that we're currently telling them to use are falling off. And so if I wanted to transition into software, I would just find where those pain points are because I'm using them, they're using them, they're telling me I have an open dialogue and I can transition to that. See, I love those steps because Fire Nation, when you're listening to Mike right now, you can see yourself taking that first step, like saying, okay, I know how to do something good. Like maybe you know how to use Slack well. Well, what about creating a little tutorial for Slack? I mean, I had a past guest of mine who made a ton of money with his Learn to Scrivener course because Scrivener is not easy to use and he taught authors how to use Scrivener. I mean, there's so many things you can create info products on. And then when that one just really hits, like maybe, you know, one, two, three, and four, your iterations do good. But number five, you just crush it. It knocks it out of the park. Then you can say, okay, how can I build off of this? Now, how can I maybe build a software that's a solution for this so that you know it's not me just giving a tutorial or teaching, but it's actually scaling and leveraging this problem into a massive solution. So 
Really, really important things to take away from this Fire Nation. And Mike, I really personally enjoyed hearing about Techstars because, again, this is a world that I never experienced. And kind of quick side note, have you read the book Chaos Monkey? I have not. You got to read that book, brother. It's pretty new. And you too, Fire Nation. Chaos Monkey. It's unbelievable. It's actually pretty detailed about a Y Combinator experience about this guy that then leverages that into a company that he launches and leverages that into a Facebook job. And then continues to go forward. It's a crazy, crazy book. And I, I absolutely love it. The inner workings of Facebook were fascinating. But what I just love is it started all with him and an information product. And same thing with Mike. And, you know, in a way, even with me, like I kind of had a quote unquote information product, which was my book podcast launch, you know, back in 2013. So think about that process. And Mike, let's kind of end with a parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you and your business. And then we'll say goodbye. Best way to get me is on on my Gmail, michael.hardenbrook at gmail.com. Love it. And a parting piece of guidance? Dude, you got to be fearless. I know it sounds cliche, but um, don't be afraid to try things. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. I'm a firm believer in building a strong network. Uh, networks are not handed down. They're built. And it's fully in your power to do that. Just no fear. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with MH and JLD today. So keep up (laughs) the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Mike in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. They are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links, check it out. And of course, check out directly what Mike has going on with Growth Geeks. Check out Workify. This guy's got some really cool things happening. And when somebody offers you their email address, take them up on it. If you have any questions, shoot them an email. Have them expound upon some of the things that you wish that I had asked them more questions about. And Mike, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Awesome. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Mike today. What a stud. And you have big goals. The Freedom Journal will be your guide to accomplishing them. Just head over to thefreedomjournal.com and start accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Square Invoices makes getting paid for your services fast and easy. Visit square.com slash fire to start sending invoices for free and get free processing on up to $500 in sales. Square.com slash fire.